Free Kicks is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show. This week on Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, we talk with Bob Romanus. He played Mike Damone from the classic Fast Times at Ridgemont High. What is the strangest place that you have ever been recognized? I was floating down the Kern River up here in uh, Southern California. And uh, I had like a week's growth of beard, a baseball cap pulled over my eyes. <laughs> I'm floating in the middle of the river. Somebody yells out, hey, Damone. <laughs> <laughs> Minutia Men. Celebrity Interview, an Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Hey, that's me. Here we are, <laughs> sitting in uh, our uh, luxurious uh, Mount Prospect office, uh, recording another episode of Free Kicks. Uh, Adam, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You have a rough weekend? It was roughish, yeah, yes. Yeah. Long nights, AGM, and uh, a full day of soccer on Saturday. So Sunday was nice to relax a bit. He had a, he had a big uh, meeting on Friday night. Yep, the oh. annual general meeting. So yes. got all that squared away, and then. Well, I was supposed to be there, and I couldn't make it. So my apologies to uh, sure. to everyone. I'm sure everyone was like, "Where's Rick? Where's Rick?" <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's just how it works sometimes. Yep. It happens. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's talk about what's uh, happening on the pitch because, after all, that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? Well, a pretty uh, meager weekend for Premier League fans. There were four games scheduled and only three games played, <laughs> so that that's was kind right. of a bummer. Yeah, yeah, I was really frustrated with that game too because I was really looking forward to watching it, and then this. What are you going to Weatherstorm Sierra? Sierra? Yes. I heard different ways of pronouncing it, so I wasn't exactly sure. But 75, 80 mile per hour winds right. prevented the, the game going on in Ma- at Manchester City's uh, game. Yes, Manchester uh, City was supposed to play against uh, West Ham. West Ham. And yep. we talked about this last week, and you said that West Ham always plays well against uh-huh. Man City. Um, but uh, yeah, the storm thing. Uh, you know, you've lived in, in England for the first, what, 25 years of your life? Not even. Yeah. 18. 18. Yeah. You were, Do you remember storms like this? No. I Named really... storms coming through England ever? No, not really, no. I mean, it, the weather never got terribly bad. I mean, I remember windy days. Yeah. No, no question. We always got some... I mean... Then I moved to the Windy City, so <laughs> right, exactly. it's not even close. But um, but so yeah, so there were some windy days, but not nothing like this. I mean, this was excessive. I mean, there was pictures of airplanes struggling to land yeah. because the because the force of the winds were so strong. I mean, we're talking 75, 80 mile per hour wind. So but that could have made it an interesting game. Oh, it'd hey. been great. Yeah, exactly. goal kick go up in the air, comes right back at you. Yeah, and and to be fair, the game, the Sheffield United game, they were right on the verge of canceling that. Right, but the drainage and the weather really kind of helped because they were actually doing a pitch inspection before. Ball couldn't even roll on the grass, and then suddenly the sun came out, kind of dried things out, and to, and that's why. England's great because of the the fields. They take such good care oh, of those are, pitches. Immaculate. And the maintenance is fantastic. So within hours, they were able to 
get the drainage going and, and play that game. So I was just happy to watch a game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I uh, looked this up because I don't I've only been following the Premier League for, you know, five, six years. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't remember there ever being a cancellation. And it turns out my my uh, memory is not bad. There have only been this was only the third uh, of the last 10 years. That's amazing, yeah. And the other two were on the same day. Mm-hmm. So it must have been a really, really bad day. Yeah. It was February 12th, 2014, Everton versus Crystal Palace and Manchester City versus Sunderland. So right, it right. was that part of England where yeah. um, the weather was bad. Because what was happening, I remember as a kid growing up watching games, a lot of games would get canceled. A lot of games would get postponed because of the fields. There was no... What they, they they didn't have under soil heating. So there would be a lot of right. frosted pitches. And we actually saw a little bit of that when we was at Chelsea. Yeah. You know, there was a little bit of a frost on the fields. But now every pretty much every team has this under soil heating. So if you've got some frost, they just turn the heating on underneath, <laughs> melts it. And that's exactly what they did at Sheffield United. The, the drainage had helped that. So, so now you don't really get too many cancellations. And this was more of a safety issue with the fans. Right, exactly. That's just, why they did it. Yeah, because they were scared that, you know, 75, 80 mile an hour winds and... The liability is yeah, just ridiculous. Exactly, exactly. I, I remember a game at uh, Green White, my club, at local yeah. soccer club, where there, there was frost on the field. Mm-hmm. And I literally walked around the outside to create a line, which was the <laughs> unwhite part of the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that we could play on the field. That's funny. But, you know, we still played. Yeah, because, of course uh, you did. Of course you did. Although, you know, you, you make fun of the. Uh, the people for not playing, but you look at baseball, you know, how many oh, rainouts yeah. do they have yeah. in baseball? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And we deal with this at youth soccer all the time. And yes. The, sp- the spring is notoriously bad. I mean, as, as mild as the winter as we've had. Yeah. I can tell you this, February, March is probably going to be awful. For I know. Doing anything. I and know. then, and then we get into April, it feels like you're in winter again. Or I think maybe March will be fine. And then April will be yes, terrible. Yes. And May will be terrible. Exactly. And then that's where all the games are scheduled. Yeah, so. yeah. That's true. All right, well, let's talk about the game that did happen uh, because uh, I, I'm really impressed with the Sheffield United team. They they, they came back. They won 2-1 to one against Bournemouth. Bournemouth uh, was trying to struggle their way out of the bottom um, and really had more to play for, honestly, yeah, than yeah. Sheffield United did. But in the closing minutes, Sheffield United came up with a uh, with a 2-1 win. They are now in fifth place on the table, which is amazing. Yeah, I know. So my question to you uh, is, has any team been a newly promoted team come up and and made the final or the top four on the on the roster well historically and you did the research here in terms of what we have we know you've had some teams in the past like newcastle and and then you've also had nottingham forest many many years ago right doing this but realistically no it doesn't just this does not happen no this doesn't happen and uh what makes Sheffield United so unique is obviously their playing style. So teams haven't figured it out completely yet. So they're still going around the second time, but they're getting results. And that's the key for them is they're finding ways to win. And really, to be fair in the game, first 20, 25 minutes, I thought Bournemouth started off real well. They were yes. organized, had everything going, scored the goal, was up. And then they conceded that goal, I think, right before half time, And then yeah. that was kind of the, the pivotal point. And then... 
They bring on a sub, he scores, and and that's the and that's the crazy thing is some of the players who've been scoring for for Sheffield United haven't been playing much. I know. So that's the thing. So the the goal scorer was kind of in and out of the squad. Ended up, and it was a really nice finish too. To to be fair, um, to make it two one, and so it was really a tough blow for Bournemouth because right. they they did. I think they did everything they could to try and win that game and and uh, played well, but just. It's not looking good for him. No. And, you know, uh, last year the Wolves had a run where they were, you know, heading towards that top uh, six at Mm -hmm. least. Um, But the difference between the Wolves and the Sheffield United team is the Wolves went out and bought a bunch of international superstars, right? They, They bought their way into the Premier League. This Sheffield United team, these are <laughs> players that they, this is the same team that played in the championship last year. Right. When I can, when I know players who know their players, that's not a good sign. <laughs> I had a player when I was in college who actually is good friends with one of their starting center backs, so, which is interesting. So that's how small it is. Um, but yeah, it, it, they, they have really no name players, right. to be fair. Um, I mean, they, we really couldn't probably... We'd have a hard time identifying the starting lineup. Yeah, oh, I would for sure. You know, I, you know, I mean, I and I would too, exactly. Names, yeah. You know, obviously Chris Wilder, the manager's getting a lot of... Did you a see lot the of fight fun. on the uh, side? Yes, got a, got a little push in there. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, he's he's an energetic guy. I, mean, he, I wouldn't want it. to mess with him. He's short, but yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's the same size wide as he is high. <laughs> I wouldn't that's, mess with him. That's true. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and they're just finding ways to, to win games games and you know they're they're looking i i just again when we talked about this before is the concern is let's say they finish in the top four which would be miraculous yeah what are they going to do in the champions league right they're not going to do anything they'll get crushed it's just they don't have the depth yeah they don't have the financial backing it's just going to be a waste of time really i mean you hate to say that but it would not be a good situation for them and right. we've talked about how other teams have gone into europe you know the burnleys of the world and, and yeah. struggled during the season because they just don't have that depth and this has nothing your opinion here has nothing to do with the fact that chelsea's in fourth place right, right now. exactly more deserving yeah, yeah way <laughs> way more deserving we're in fourth we're two points ahead still and we've been playing awful so that's a good sign i guess yeah, that really is amazing isn't it yeah. how long has it been since they were playing well it's two months well since we since we saw them yeah, against sorry. west ham they haven't played well since. Well, I've been wearing this. I have a. I have my Chelsea on nice. right now. Of I've course been, you do. So it's it's my <laughs> my little hex that I've put on your on your club. But so. yeah, it's been it's been a struggle for them for since really November. So uh, I did some more research on this. Uh, you know, teams that get promoted standing yeah. up. And apparently, uh, here's just this is a little trivia for everyone. Only three times in Premier League history have all of the promoted sides stayed up. That was 2001 slash 2002, 2011-12, and 2017-18, which uh, not, not, not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but only once have all three been relegated, hmm. which is surprising. It seems like that would happen more often. Yeah. It yeah. was ninety seven, ninety eight. It hasn't happened in over twenty years. Hmm. So there's normally that one team. Yeah, there might be two that go down, and then there's that one that's been there for a while. Right. You know, when you look at the groups now, you hate to say a Bournemouth, yeah, a West Ham. Yeah. Those are the you know Norwich is pretty much close to being yeah. gone. 
Watford maybe in that group. Yes, too. exactly. Depends on who gets dragged in. Aston Villa could get dragged into yep. it. Brighton yep. could get dragged into it. So there could be two out of those three. But I think there's. it's interesting. It seems like historically a third team, the third team to go down is the one that's been there for a while. Right. So uh, there were just a couple other games. We'll just touch on this briefly. Brighton and Watford, two of the teams we're talking about. Yes. Uh, they had a draw, yeah. just as we predicted. Exactly. There you go. Um, Everton uh, beat Crystal Palace 3-1. Everton is starting to come around, right? i tell you what. It's amazing. They get the new manager, Ancelotti, former Chelsea manager, doing great things. Yeah. Really, do, really doing really good things. And uh, Everton are looking good. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they do a little surge to get into that top six for sure. And, uh, you know, they came back. And even after a big mistake by the goalkeeper, England's number one, that yeah. ball kind of snuck through his legs. But um, they rebounded and, and ended up getting the victory. And it was a really nice goal by uh, Richarlison as well, the Brazilian. Do you think he's going to remain England's number one? Well, it was, We're it, talking about Pickford? Yeah, yes. Jordan Pickford. This, he, well, he came out and actually talked about, it was an interesting, there were some interviews with him. He was talking about how he feels so much more under pressure because he's England's number one. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and... Uh, That's all internal, dude. Yeah, I tell you, I said, I, already now he's starting to kind of do the mind games that are not going to help him, you yeah. know, and I think that's the biggest issue because, you know, when you look at some of the other goalkeepers, actually Sheffield United's goalie, Henderson. He's fantastic. Yeah, who's actually on loan from Man United. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, so he should be playing for Man United. Okay. Maybe he's better than De Gea, I don't yeah. know. But, you know, he's actually right there right there in the mix so they're talking about him and Ben Foster the the Watford goalie has been having a good season as well even though he's a little bit older right but so yeah I think maybe he's feeling the pressure but that's that's part and parcel of being playing for England you, yeah. you get a little bit of pressure because you're an England player that's true so you mentioned Man U uh, I just a couple of little notes here before we get to our uh, your your favorite segment okay um <laughs> I just saw this last night. Man U is thinking of canceling their their usual money grubbing tour of America. Interesting. Where they come because of the coronavirus, hmm. um, which uh, apparently has not hit England at all. No. Uh, but you know that's interesting that they're they're already thinking about it. Then the other thing I saw, and this was a interview with John Oliver. You know, John yeah, Oliver oh yeah, is, he was on TV yesterday, uh, last night. Yeah, he's he's so funny. Mm -hmm. He's such a funny man. And he's a big Liverpool fan. Yes. And this was what he said about Jurgen Klopp. He said... Historically, charismatic Germans need to be treated with care. <laughs> that was funny. That's so good. And totally true. Yeah, yeah. Totally true. Just became an American citizen, John Oliver. I, I saw that yesterday. Is that right? Yeah. Just like you. Just like me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's time for your favorite segment. Time now to guess the Premier League star. Okay, so last week you really you you shone if there you, you were shining. <laughs> yes, that's so. Good. Let's see if you can do that again. Uh, this is the part of the the show where you play along at home and you try to guess who it is that I'm talking about before Adam guesses it. And if you do, pat yourself on the back, get yourself a shot, do whatever you need to do to make yourself happy. Um, <laughs> here we go. This Premier League star, I'm not going to tell you his age. Okay, good. Because I forgot to look He's it probably up. probably 29 yeah. or something. <laughs> something in that area. Uh, he wears number 11. Okay. He made his country's national team at the age of 19. Hmm. He's a former Golden Boot winner. Okay, so he scores some goals. Scores some goals. 
He has played professionally in Switzerland, Italy, and his home country before coming to play for his current Premier League team. God, I hate <laughs> we got to change this. All right. <laughs> I've got something else for you here. He has something in common with the following players. All right. Okay. Fernando Torres. Okay. Joe Cole. Daniel Sturridge. And Victor Moses. All right. So they all played for Chelsea. Yes, and they all played for another team, his team. West Ham? No. No? Nope. He's from the same country as Omar Sharif, (laughs) Princess Diana's last boyfriend, and the former UN Secretary Boutros Boutros Ghali. And Moses. Okay. So, okay. So are we talking Morocco? Nope. Well, we're talking Egypt, obviously. We are. So we're talking about Mo Salah. We are. (laughs) The little-known star, Mo Salah. Yeah, I'll tell you what. My goodness. Well, when when I saw the Chelsea, and then I figured it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all four of those players, Torres, Cole, Sturridge, and Moses played for both Chelsea and Liverpool. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. And so did Mo Salah, by the way. That's right. That's right. So he was originally a Chelsea product. Yeah. 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 Sure could use him now, huh? Yeah. The Omar Sharif (laughs) one was good. I tell you, I'll give you that one. That's good. (laughs) Well, I couldn't remember Princess Diana's boyfriend's name. Yeah. Uh, Well, he actually had some uh, football. He actually owned Fulham. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. uh, Mohammed Boost. And he owned Harrods, the department store. Right. Uh, Fayed. 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 Yeah. He, he actually, there was a big interesting story. He built like a statue. I think he built a statue of himself outside the stadium. Interesting. No, you know, yeah, just, just, because, just because you can. <laughs> you know, hey, I just bought a state, bought a club in England and I'm going to build a, build a statue outside of there. So, yeah, he was an interesting, interesting dude. Yeah. Mohammed Fayed, right? I think yes, that's, I think that's yes. right. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I do remember. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's uh, our early part of the show, but we still have what's happening here in Illinois. We're still going to pick this week's games. We still have Adam's TV tip, and we'll do all that when we come back after this message. I'm Steve Baskerville. I'm Howard Sudbury. I'm going to show you my doodle. Can you see my doodle from where you are? You know who else would? Walter Jacobson would doodle, and his doodle one day was close to my doodle. (laughs) uh, So you've seen his doodle? Sure. Uh, He's seen your doodle. He's seen my doodle more than one day. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Back to you, an OPI show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Coming to a podcast near you on the OPI shows and Radio Misfits Podcast Network, it is And Friends. We are back with Season 3. I'm Sam. I'm Tommy. And I'm Kimmy. We talk about everything and anything you could possibly think of. Tommy, what do you usually talk about? I like to talk about just anything that'll take us down a rabbit hole and start a discussion about it. Kimmy, what are you up to? Well, I have some sex talk for this season, but I've changed it a bit for you boys. Changed it. Because I want to keep it fresh and hopefully make it not as raunchy. Oh. But Sammy, what do you got? Oh, I got Florida Man stories that are a little bit shorter and a little bit funnier, I'll have to say so myself. But you'll hear all of that on And Friends. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com And we're back. All right, Adam. It's time for this. 
And now, the latest Chicago area soccer news. Soccer news. Soccer news. With Coach Adam. Coach Adam. So what's going on? Yeah. Well, we had our big meeting, obviously, this past weekend on Friday night, the AGM. So everything went well. Uh, kind of the state of the state of the union type of information. Any surprises in the uh, the voting? No, no surprises. No. So everybody was reelected. The incumbent okay. stayed in. So which was which was exciting for them. And then uh, board meeting the following Saturday. But I was actually up in Rockford, and I got to coach a little bit, which was oh, exciting. So fun. yeah, so. Um, so I, I spend most of my time in Schaumburg with the younger kids. I really enjoy that. So after coaching college for so many years, I'm sick and tired of the older kids, I'll be honest yeah. with oh, you. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice It's nice to work with the younger group. and uh, just They don't talk back. They don't talk back. They're nice. Yep. They, they, they can't drive themselves anywhere. Right. They're, they're, they're very pleasant. And, um, and we had a great time. I mean, this was a super group. So these are 2008. So these would be uh, under 12s. And uh, we did very well. It's a, it's a really nice little group. So Missouri and Wisconsin and Iowa uh, felt the wrath of Illinois over the weekend. Is that the youngest uh, age group for the ODP? That's the youngest age okay. group, yes. Yeah, so they're still playing 9v9. So they're still right. on the smaller side pitches. But great thing about Rockford is you can do two pitches across the across the field. Oh, okay. So it's nice. And then we got the curtain in between. Loads of space. It was a yeah, big that field. That facility up in Rockford, if you haven't seen it, it's it's... It's beautiful. We need something like that around here. Yeah, it would be nice. It would be nice. Until then, we're going to continue. And we have a great relationship with them using that facility, uh, the Mercy Health uh, Sports Court, too. So it's really quite nice to be able to do that. And I know they've got tournaments coming up in April. Right. They host a couple of tournaments. So, so yeah, so Saturday was there. And then Sunday was kind of a nice relaxing day to kind of relax a little bit. And But then we're getting ready for this big weekend. So I'm leaving Thursday for Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, that's right. In preparation for our final capstone event for ODP so that's when we uh, take all of our 18 state teams down to Tennessee and uh, playing against I think we've got 13 other states down there wow so yeah it's going to be a nice nice little tournament outside on the pitch really yep on the grass at micro soccer complex they Is have it that a, much nicer in Tennessee at this time it's going to be 50s okay. I think yeah 50 yeah, degrees so we can handle it and uh, they yeah. can do it in England they can do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. My always a concern is the is the softness of the fields because uh, you know they get do get a little. Well, while we get the snow, they get a little bit more rain. Okay. Um, but uh, I think everything, fingers crossed, looks fine for this week. So. Do they play on turf down there? No, it's going to be grass. These are grass fields. Yeah. That yeah. So scary. yeah. So it's always a concern, but you know other. You know, we're looking at the weather. There's a, I think we've got a little bit of rain, I think, in the next couple of days. But uh, they've had two tournaments already these past weekends. So we've okay. had quite a few Chicago teams go down there. So. And, and what age groups are we talking about? So we're talking all the way from my U12s, uh -huh. the 2008s, all the way up to 2003s. Okay. So, yeah, so we've got 18 teams going, boys and girls. Great. Yep. So it'll be a good weekend. Looking forward to it. Okay. And remember where you have to go. Where do you have to go? Where do I have to go? IllinoisYouthSoccer.org. No, no. When you're in Memphis, where do you have to go? Oh, I'm going to go to the... Graceland. Graceland. I've already been to Graceland. Yeah, yeah. No, you've been outside of Graceland. Okay, I've got to go in and see... Yeah, I know. Inside Graceland. See the jungle room, right? Bring the whole team. They'll enjoy it. Bring the whole deck. Can you can do show, that. show them pink Cadillacs. You can show them all the records on the wall. It's, it's sure. worth it. Sure. A 1970s uh, stereo set <laughs> left in pristine condition. <laughs> Got to do it. All right. All right. It's time for this. Rick and Adam. Rick and Adam. Rick and Adam. Pick the scores. 
Okay, so this weekend, again, it's not a huge schedule, but there yeah. are there are several games. Mm-hmm. And um, let's uh, start with uh, the one I tried to start with last week uh, before you saved me. Uh, <laughs> and that is uh, Southampton at home versus Burnley. Whew. I I can't see anything other than a Southampton win. I think Burnley kind of struggles a little bit on the road, so I'm going to go with a 2-1 Southampton win. Okay, I have it as a 1-1 draw. Okay. Uh, Norwich uh, versus Liverpool. Well, this might be the easiest prediction of, yeah. the, of the season. The win, yes, but what's the score? <laughs> yes, exactly. 3-0. Okay, I got it at 4-0. Okay. Uh, we've got Aston Villa at home versus Tottenham. Yeah, that's going to be a good game. Yeah, this should be a good one. Um, Grealish going up against Tottenham, against Jose Mourinho and his boys. Um, they're starting to hit a little bit of form, Tottenham. I'm going to go at Tottenham at Aston Villa, 2-1 win for Tottenham. I have the same. That's a good choice. Yep. Uh, we've got Arsenal at home versus Newcastle. Yep. Well, I think this is an Arsenal win. I think they're starting to yeah. pick things up a little bit now. The new manager bump has definitely helped them. Yeah, he, he seems to have made a difference. Yeah. I mean, the results aren't great yet, yeah. but you can you see. You can see. Yeah, that everybody's playing better. They seem to be buying in. I'm going to give them a, a 2-0 win. Okay, I have it at 1-0 because Newcastle just puts everybody on defense. <laughs> That's uh, true. We got, sorry, so no, your your boys are back in, in action this weekend. It's a big game. Yeah. Chelsea is at home versus Man U. Yeah, this is the Monday night game. Big one. Whew. I mean, I can't see anything but a Chelsea victory. Yeah. But that's because that's all I see is Chelsea <laughs> victories. But it's going to be a tough one. But I think Chelsea will, will squeeze this one out 2-1. Yeah, I also have them winning the game 2-1, although they have been a little rough at home, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. What's the story behind that? Yeah, that's a really good question. I don't know if it's the pressure or it's um, just dealing with the issues of just being at home sometimes. You just have too many distractions. Yeah. Hard to say because you should be pretty good at home. That should be a fortress. Yes. You know, that's... And traditionally, they've been great there. Yeah. Jose, when he was there, didn't lose a game. His first period he was there at Chelsea, didn't lose a game at home. Yeah. Which is amazing when you think about it. It really is. You know, didn't lose. So... All right, those are the good old days, though, huh? Yes. I <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for uh, the TV tip. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. Okay, so we just kind of went over the games there. One of those has got to be one that you're uh, – let me – let me see if I can guess which one. <laughs> I don't know. You may have a... Let me see. I mean, as much as we all want to watch Norwich and lose to Liverpool, <laughs> I, I think you're going to have to wait till Monday to watch the Chelsea-Man United game. That's got the, the biggest pizzazz about it. Obviously, got everything there. Uh, Lampard's there, obviously, going there in terms of his players and making sure he can motivate them to get them playing better at home. Yeah. I think the Chelsea-Man United, that game's at two o'clock in the afternoon on monday most people have the day off which is nice president's day president's day so there you go so the kids can watch at home although we're going to be in memphis finishing our games right so um but that's okay you know we'll we'll catch the game somewhere oh that's fantastic yeah Yeah. i I will definitely uh, be checking that one out yep um 
Champions League coming back soon? Champions League's, I think, next week. So, yeah, next week. So we'll probably have to chat a little bit about that. Okay. Um, lots of games going on, some really good ones. I mean, yes. Man City, Real Madrid, and all kinds of different things. Yeah, it's going to be some really good games. So we'll chat about that for sure. Okay, well, there's your tease for next week. Uh, special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo, backwards, O-P-P-I-H, shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's part two of our special Corvette C8 episode, as only the Car Guys Report can do. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me, Luke Costable, and our man in the field, Roger Rexroad, for part two of this very special episode of the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie production, on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, stay tuned, rock on TV. Now at the Museum of Broadcast Communications, from bandstand to gaga, let's rock on TV. For info and tickets, visit museum.tv. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Corona beer virus. A fat owl. Oh, have a nice beer. My brush with Harry Carey. And we welcome Anthony Scaramucci, the mooch. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. The Tony Lasano Podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. RadioMisfits.com.